Welcome to Tarang, a community of teachers and students from various wellness backgrounds, sharing their journey and their experiences to help elevate your practice. Our guest this week is Dolly Magarek. Dolly moved to Asheville from Albany, New York. Following long careers as a real estate appraiser and then another in service of helping the elderly and the disabled, she discovered her true path as a Reiki master and practitioner. She has studied and practiced in the Esui tradition. Additionally, she has also studied other traditions like the Karuna, Komyo, and Shamic Reiki, all of which enhance the depth and scope of her healing sessions. It's with this deep sense of gratitude and wish for peace and love that Dolly offers her sessions. Welcome, Dolly, to our podcast on Tarang. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Vanita. Lovely to be here. It's been a long haul to get to where we are today. That's sure for sure. Has, sure <laughs> has been. Sure has been. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen you. Now, Dolly, do you get this a lot when you meet people? Do they ask you about your accent? And you, if you're, you're not really from this area, are you? Do they ask you things like that? It's funny that you would mention that. <laughs> it is true. I am not from around here. I've been here through since 2018. I grew up on Long Island, which is outside of New York City, and spent all but, all but 50 years growing up on Long Island. And I still have my accent. Some people lose it. Mine likes to stay with me. <laughs> um, it always makes for conversation. Yeah. So I grew up on a poultry farm in Nassau County, which always surprises people. But for the first 10 years, I was the youngest of four and I kind of had my way riding my bike, playing in the fields, in the gardens, along with the turkeys and the chickens, you know, I had a, it was actually quite cool. I, I did enjoy that part of my life. And the next 10 years or so in high school, um, I, I became, basically the caregiver for my folks for, for a period of time, as far as household cooking, cleaning, that kind of thing, because my mother had a severe back injury, was in the hospital for many months back when I was, I guess I was 14, 15 years old. So my aunt was very concerned about what would happen and she was, she was a wonderful woman, very straight-laced. And, you know, when you visited her, it was no small talk. You had to have your, your stuff together to talk with her. She said, you're going away to college. I am not going to see you stuck in the home taking care of your parents. And she basically helped orchestrate my getting accepted into Albany, which was about 150 miles north of New York City. So I went to college there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I came out with a degree in sociology. I took a two-year program, master's, students, um, never did get a job in the field. And I got redirected. Who would have thunk it? You know, <laughs> it's, it's very interesting how people um, come in and out of your life, have different... Um, 
um, impacts on what you do and when you do them. But so I, I became a real estate appraiser mm. and it was fascinating work. It was like doing, doing residential appraisals on homes is like a mini research project. Yeah. It's very organized and you know, you learn to draw the homes and inspect the home and research sales of other homes that are similar coming up with values for people who want to put the house on the market or for banks to loan money, relocation companies and the like. So, <clears throat> so what does that have to do with Reiki? Well, <clears throat> the next thing in my life brought me to the fact that one day I was appraising a person's house and she must've been probably my age now. And she was selling her home and going on with her business. What was next in her life? So I did my inspection, but then started speaking with her and was so interested in her and what her life was going to be like. And I realized I needed to make a change. Mm -hmm. And so after introspection, exploration, I went for a college, a, you know, a certificate degree in gerontology. Mm -hmm. And for, you know, for several years from, for almost 20 years, I worked in the field working with the elderly and disabled. Very, very fortunate. Mm -hmm. So my move into Reiki was kind of an evolutionary thing. I had been in the service industry. Um, I had provided counseling and help coordinating benefits for the elderly. And now I'm more into the healing aspects that pertain to Reiki. But there are a couple of other important steps along the way. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I think maybe I should explain that a little bit. What do you think? Sure, go ahead. All right. <clears throat> a friend of mine um, is a shaman. She's practiced shamanic work and had met uh, this really lovely la lady at, down in Peru when she went there. And this goes back to 2012. And she had asked the woman in Peru, Diane Dunn, to come up north and present what's known as the Muna Key rights. That's M-U-N-A-Y-K-I. And I said to my friend, Sarah, what the heck is this? You know, and she said, Dolly, you have to be there. You just have to trust me. You need to go. So, you know, when you, when you have a friend that's very close to you and they convince you easily when you trust that person deeply. So I, I, I went for a three-day workshop and it opens up to exploration um, of who we are in this world. And the Munaki rites were brought to the West. I'll say the Western hemisphere because they're actually down in Peru and the Andes. Um, these rites were passed on in the mountains in the shamanic practices, but the existing shaman saw what was going on in the world, saw what a mess the Westerners have created mm -hmm. and said, we're not going to wait on this. We're sharing these rites with you. And it was mm -hmm. Alberto Vialdo from the Four Winds Society that brought this series of rites to the West. And 
it was a mind-blowing experience. Mm -hmm. I had done a little bit of energy work with Donna Eden style, which is very similar to the meridians of the body that acupuncturists and um, acupressure is involved with. It integrates those meridians in creating health mm-hmm. and benefit. But the Muna Key, basically you're absorbing these energy practices that have been transmitted through ages and ages since the 1600s or beyond. And it helps you clear your system for what's next for homo sapiens. Mm -hmm. It's pretty fascinating stuff. So after doing that work in 2012, this was in September, I had never contemplated going to Peru. It was just never something I wanted to even think about or even thought about. And I sat there next to Diane and I just looked at her and I said, I have to come to Peru. I don't have the money. She said, focus on it, meditate on it, it will come. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, in the next month or so, I realized how I could finagle and get the money. And in August, I went to Peru. And I worked on what was called the deepening of the Muna Key, which was a program. We went to some high energy areas, working with other shaman, opening up our entire chakra system to other energies and opening them up and freeing things. I mean, I really didn't know what the effect would be. Yeah. But I went with it because it, you know, when you get to a point where you know what feels right in your system, you follow it. Mm-hmm. So I came back. I had spent my, let's see, I was six. I had spent my spent my sixty fourth birthday amongst these folks in Peru, and wow. it was it was wonderful. You know, <laughs> I did go to Machu Picchu and a few of the other sites. I want to go back because there's so much to see and experience. But I got back to New York, into Albany. I was still working, you know, working with the elderly, wondering, huh, wonder what's next? Wonder what's next when I retire from the county? What will I be doing? And I just kind of was kind of floundering. Okay, and this goes, this is September. September 2013, I was in a car accident. Mm. And after having all kinds of testing done after this, everything, you know, my brain was fine. There was no um, sleep disorder, but I I passed out behind the wheel at two o'clock in the afternoon. And fortunately for me, there was a car coming the other way that stopped my going into a busy fast food restaurant where I would have probably killed other people as well as myself. And I, I kind of came to, and it's like, holy moly. And I pulled the wheel to avoid a big pole in the ground. I came to a stop. The car was totaled. Nobody could believe I just climbed over the console and hopped out. The people in the other car were all fine. No serious damage, but the universe was saying something, Mm -hmm. but what? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you, 
how do you sit back and analyze things when you're mostly a left brain thinker, which I always had been, but this experience was such that I said, what the heck is this about? And the universe, one morning when I was meditating, I realized it was saying, wake the heck up. Mm -hmm. So starting to think about Peru and the Muna Key and the transmission of all these changes, I realized there's more for me to do. And sure enough, my friend who had just taken Reiki came and gave me a session. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's where I belong. Mm -hmm. And I jumped on in November, I started my Reiki career. Wow. And I just went in at full force because it just resonated. It was like, why, why now? Why at 64 am I finally coming to what my path in life is? Mm -hmm. Why did it take so long? <laughs> you know, I, I look at other young gals who are like in their 20s pursuing this. And they, I'm like, you are so lucky yeah. to have come to this early. But, you know, the... The universe works in interesting ways. When when it's the right time, you find your path. Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of what I feel. So I knew that practicing Reiki, taking a lot of different classes, would be what my future in quote retirement would be. Mm -hmm. So I pursued. I was still working full time and doing Reiki on the side with friends, family whoever wanted to experience it, you know? So that was, that was kind of how we got here or I got here anyway. <laughs> wow. That is some, so, something to kind of have that personal experience and have the universe kind of, you know, bring it to you, isn't it? Right. Right. Yeah. It's, um, you know, you read about things. I had heard many times, if you just, send your intentions out to the universe of what you want to see develop, they will. And sure mm -hmm. enough, my move to Asheville was like that. Mm -hmm. Focusing on it, concentrating on it, working toward it, visualizing it, exploring it. Luckily, my husband and I were in agreement on where to move. And sure enough, I look back on this little card that I have on a workshop that I took and it says, move to Reiki with love, compassion, and Reiki. Mm -hmm. And that is what I focused on. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, it came to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the mountains here, the elements, the people, it kind of is very supportive. Asheville Community Yoga, which as you know, you and I have met through there. Um, mm -hmm. There are so many practitioners and many of us are finding our way. Um, mm -hmm. We all have our own um, talents or our own practices and abilities to stay, quote, level-headed and hopefully sharing those, those benefits with other people to help mm -hmm. them as well. But the thing about Reiki is that it's a self-contained system. I call it a self-contained circuit of healing energy as far as doing self Reiki. Because when you, when you learn Reiki, the idea is to help others, but it's also 
when you offer Reiki, you can then help others balance their energies, reduce the stress, bring a sense of relaxation to your client, to your friend, to the world around you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes as, as practitioners, that's all we can do is be present for others mm -hmm. and help others through this, especially this transition period that we're in now with the COVID um, mm -hmm. that we, we are confronting. So Dolly, can you tell our listeners about Reiki as an energy practice and what they can expect in a session with you? I certainly can. Um, as best as I can at this time, a session with me is, of course, changing with the evolution of COVID and so on. But I'll go at it from a tradi traditional sense and then maybe give an idea of what could still be done practically. Mm -hmm. But Reiki is, in my phrase, is the energy of the universe. Some say it's the life force energy, the chi, the ki, prana. Mm -hmm. Call it what you will, but it's all energy. And Reiki as a practice is transmitted through an attunement from a Reiki master. And um, which is, you know, my, that's my category. I'm a practitioner and also a Reiki master. And the difference is we, we both can offer Reiki. A Reiki master can actually attune people who want to learn Reiki for themselves and for others. So th those are the differences. People always wonder about that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that the master is somehow better than another person who is, quote, a practitioner. Reiki is Reiki. The benefit of the healing work is within us to provide. Mm -hmm. um, we are conduits for the energy. The energy flows basically through our hands, sometimes um, if you go into it further, it sometimes just can be done by focusing your eyes on a person when you, you know, as you progress in the field, it's like as you delve into any type of practice, you learn more, there are different techniques, but generally it's through the hands. And what Reiki can do in relaxing the body, it's a relaxation technique that was rediscovered by uh, Mikao Asui in Japan in the early 1920s and passed on student to mass, master to student and so on down the line. Mm -hmm. And it allows healing on the physical level, the emotional, um, mental level, as well as the spiritual level. Well, we're not just the body. We are the, the mind-body connection. We are more than just the body. Mm -hmm. So Reiki in and of itself has an it's it's innate way of finding where the healing needs to happen. We direct the energy with our hands, but it will go onto the into the person basically to balance their body, to balance the chakras, the energy centers of the body, and it will heal on very different levels, whatever the needs of the person might be. Mm -hmm. um, it's you know, a person experiencing it for the first time, I would say it depends on whether the person is already an energy practitioner, perhaps does yoga, tai chi, qigong, any of those type of practices will be more in tune with the energy 
and probably feel more of it. They mm -hmm. may feel a tingling, um, a warmth, a general relaxation of the body. Sometimes people will fall asleep. When I have Reiki done, I often fall asleep mm -hmm. because the body is so relaxed. Mm -hmm. um, typically, we offer Reiki on a massage table. That's the easiest way to offer the entire body Reiki energy from hovering above a person or placing hands on very gently, say on the shoulders, on the back, on the crown of the head, nowhere inappropriate, of course, and all the way down your feet or any other areas of the body where a person indicates they may need some direction, the energy work. So it can be very, very mild or not, you may not feel anything. Mm -hmm. It can be very gentle or it can be very profound. Mm -hmm. It can open up, you know, when you do heart openers in yoga, the different postures, sometimes it opens up emotions that have been blocked there for so long, you didn't even know they were in there. And you may not even know why you break into a, um, a sobbing experience. Mm -hmm. Same true with Reiki. Mm -hmm. um, so we never know, we always keep tissues handy and we encourage people. One, a gal came off the table one time and said, geez, I almost started crying. And I said, please. So after she told me that, I always tell people, please, I have tissues right here. If you feel the need to let your emotions flow, let them flow because your body knows what it needs. Mm -hmm. Let it go, you know? Um, I would say that the experience could be anywhere from a half hour to an hour. It could be as short as 15 minutes, if that's all the time that you have. Mm -hmm. You know, we focus on different, you know, maybe we would shortcut it. You have pain in your shoulder. Maybe we would just focus on that area. You know, so it can be done in a chair or on the table, as long as the practitioner can be comfortable so that there's no blockage in how the energy flows. Um, and I always encourage people if, if something comes to them and they don't know if it's right, wrong, or what to do with the information their body and Reiki might be bringing forth to, to let me know and express it right then if they need to, it won't matter, mm -hmm. you know, but you, usually I would say most people are pretty much in the zone and yeah. just enjoying the energy, enjoying the break from their day. And the person's covered, obviously, you're completely clothed for any of these sessions. It's not like a massage. Um, so we can keep you pretty warm and we can do it masked, you know, double masked up, wash hands really carefully. So it's, you know, and, and like I said, we can hover around the body. We don't have to touch the person. Um, so if we feel uncomfortable, then that's what we do is we do it more distant like, mm -hmm. you know, but always protecting. Um, ourselves and our, our patient. I think that's real important. Um, and hopefully one day we'll be able to go back to the more traditional way of, of actually sharing a practice. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully that helps a little bit in understanding. Uh, a lot of it is experiential. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now I know you so, do Qigong and yeah. Tai Chi as well. So how does that complement with Reiki? Oh my God, it's beautiful. 
it enhances the experience of energy work. And I've really become more of an energy junkie. At, you know, and I do I do the Qigong and Tai Chi online with Adam Potts, who um, was connected with Asheville Community Yoga as well. He has a really big practice that he shares online with people. And you don't have to memorize anything. You just kind of go along with the flow. And, you know, he always says, does anybody feel the energy? And I'm like going through the roof with energy <laughs> because it enhances the Reiki practice so much. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think it has helped keep me as stable as I have been. Um, I've been able to mostly maintain my stability during these times. I think we've all been confronted from time to time with a meltdown. When those meltdowns come, we go back to the breath, whatever it takes to regain yourself, mm -hmm. bring yourself back to who you really are. Mm -hmm. In that case, in that way, we can then go forward and bring these kind of feelings toward others to help them through the difficult times. Yeah. Yes, I know these are like unusual times, of course. And I know you used to offer uh, uh, Reiki through Asheville Community Yoga, and now uh, you're offering from home. But does a person actually have to be present? Can it be done more remotely? Well, there is such a thing as distant Reiki. Um, and it's been known to work quite effectively. Um, I don't know if a person who hasn't had any experience with the with energy work in general, whether we set up the Zoom or whatever we, we did, whether they would actually feel the tingling, but it would certainly work. Mm -hmm. It works from here to Japan, to China, to South America, you name it, energy knows no boundaries. So yes, it can be done in that manner. And I would encourage anybody who's interested in pursuing that to, you know, to, to send me an email and we can chat from there. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have a website. I've never gone that route. I go word of mouth and email connections and telephone connections. Um, and it's important to feel comfortable with a practitioner. I would say that's true of any work that you have done, um, any practices you pursue. You want to feel comfortable with the person. So by doing a little bit of email or chatting on the phone back and forth, then we go from there. Um, I'm hoping that Asheville Community Yoga will be back up and running at some point and the healing arts will still be available for me to work there and offer my services. But we really don't know what's in the future. So um, this would be a good way for people to be in touch. Yes. And I absolutely. welcome it, certainly. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I know you've talked about the healing powers of uh, Reiki. Um, and how did that help you personally through all of your journey now to where you are today? Well, that goes back to the practice of self Reiki. And the idea that Reiki is, once you are attuned to it, it's, it's within you. So you direct that energy instead of out toward your, your client or to your pet or wherever, you direct it to yourself. And there are certain areas you work your way down from the crown chakra all the way down your chakra system, feeling the energy flow. 
and getting yourself back to yourself, I call it. There are practices online. There's a woman who out of New York City who's been in the field since the 80s, and she has a self-practice. And she leads a self-practice online, Pamela Miles. And even if you don't do Reiki, you could benefit by her program because she goes through it and it's a very relaxing sequence that you can follow. Mm -hmm. um, we all have energy. We all are connected, but maybe it hasn't been activated yet. Maybe you haven't been attuned yet, but it's there. And even if you're not officially in attuned to Reiki, there is still energy within and you can direct it and benefit from it. So, you know, it's been very helpful to me um, to follow along with her and, and certainly some of the other Reiki groups that I, I follow online as well as my, my own. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a powerful, powerful thing to share. And I, you know, I go along with the, the Tai Chi and Qigong and now I'm back into yoga more after doing a session with Kelly Gilmore the other day. She's got me started. I'm back into my yoga as a and, and meditation. All those, yeah. all those practices, right? We all have them, or some of us, we have them in our toolbox. We've got to pull them out when we need them. Yeah, yeah. Share them and use them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, all this energy practices so good for you, and you know, meditation, Reiki, and acupuncture, and all of those are just beautiful holistic practices. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So you talked about getting back into yoga. So as we kind of start wrapping up, we do like to ask all our podcast guests what their favorite yoga poses and why they like to practice it. So can you share yours, please? Well, I was thinking about it. I know you were going to ask. So I thought about it and there were several that came to mind, but we want to know the favorite. And I have to say heart opening is is critical because we need to bring forth love and compassion to the world and i can think of no better way to get there than by opening up the heart and as whatever way we feel uh is suited to our body for me it's um bridge i'd have to say bridge because it not only provides that heart opener but it also is an inversion so you're doing benefit it's it's a twofold benefit so you know i think that bridge poses would be my favorite either supported or however it is that it fits the practice it may vary day to day but i, I think bridge is my favorite yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh dolly you are such a treasure of information and uh all this Reiki practice. It's just, it's just wonderful. It was such a pleasure to chat with you on our podcast. And thank you for sharing all that information with our listeners that are new to Reiki. I would like to, can I, can I end on one more note? Do we have time? Yes. yes. I just would like to share the Asui Reiki treatment for the improvement of body and mind, which was shared a hundred years ago by the founder Asui Macau. Original Reiki ideals, the secret art of inviting happiness, the miraculous medicine of all diseases. Just for today, do not be angry, do not worry, 
and be filled with gratitude. Devote yourself to your work and be kind to people. Every morning and evening, join your hands in prayers and pray these words to your heart and chant these words with your mouth. Um, those are words that I say in, in, in a prayerful way at least twice a day. And it, it, it automatically, I put my hands on my heart, on my stomach, and I just feel, I feel the energy of the universe. I feel the generosity of spirit, the gratitude and sharing love and kindness. And I like to do my, do my part. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think where I would like to leave it. Yeah, that was beautiful, Dolly. Thank you so much.